Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to The Gang, the one you never asked to be a part of. You are listening to The Grief Gang Podcast, the show dedicated to breaking down the topic of grief one conversation at a time with me your host Emma Jeffrey. I need to shorten that down a bit I feel like there's not enough commas in places <laughs> welcome to this week's episode everybody this week I am speaking with Stacey Heal writer speaker curator and campaigner and all-round bad bitch bad bitch Stacey joined this shit gang last year when her husband Greg died from bowel cancer. I found Stacey online before Greg had died and I found myself following the journey of this family of four. I found myself kind of quietly rooting for this family from the sidelines and just sending my little pocket of prayers and just wishes for this family. Stacey's writing did and still does floor me. She writes so eloquently, honestly, but brutally about grief and widowhood. She cuts the shit and that's why I totally adore her. Fuck the platitudes and who's actually going to say or ask the questions that we're all thinking. Stacey Hill, that is who. In this episode, Stacey and I go into the topics about widowhood that may not get spoken about as much, what it's like to become a carer for someone you love and the relationship dynamic changing, the potential anger that can come towards that, though it is nobody's fault. And we talk about the elephant in the room that shouldn't really be the elephant in the room, sex. Sex, 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 and more specifically, widow's fire. That part is actually quite funny, to be honest, and we, we did have quite a chuckle. Stacey shares with us how, as she approached in her 40s, she learned that women tend, or it's been like proven, that women tend to peak in, um, in their sex drive around that age. And then obviously the horror that her husband then dies you know piss takes understatement it's a really versatile episode we laughed we cried obviously and reflected and we also dropped some Brene Brown gems so without further ado happy listening my head in but Stacey I am so excited I always find it so funny when I say oh I'm so excited for you to be here because I mean it's not really lovely reasons why everybody's here on the podcast (laughs) 
And people are like, oh my God, so how can you be excited to have people die in their lives so they can come on your podcast? I'm like, but I do because I love them and I want to hear about their story and their people. But I truly am, as we were saying before, just like it feels like we have known each other for way since way back when and just been talking for so long online. And it is so wonderful to have you here. How are you? I'm all right. And um, we have been talking for a very, very long time. Um, and vo- do you know what? I love a voice note. I um, I remember, <laughs> do you know what? I remember the first time you sent me a voice note and you were like, uh, I really hope it's okay that I've sent you a voice note. And I was like, thank fuck. Thank <laughs> fuck. She's one of mine. Like, yes, I'm all about the voice notes. Yeah. I only really correspond in voice notes. So yeah. good. We're, we're, we're creatures that are, we feel like we're born to fix. And that's one thing when I learned about when even in myself of kind of um, supporting other people in my life after we lost mum and be it my brother and my father, whoever it was, of we're conditioned to fix when we can't we feel like, well, we have failed. So when friends or whoever are supporting us are constantly, you know, trying to fill the void and messages and you think, just darling, just recognise this is shit. It's because they're I, so conditioned to I try still, and fix. Yeah. yeah, and I still do it now. Exactly, I, still, I know. I, 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 I can't, I can't sit here and deny that I don't. <laughs> and I have, to, I have to really clock myself. There's been a few things that have happened in my life in the past couple of months. There's been some things that have been going on with really, really close friends of mine. And I've had to really watch myself of not coming out with the, um, oh, at least, like, I've just had to rein it back in and go, no, 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 no. Just fucking sit with them. Just, Just sit down and shut up. I don't want to sit here and even be like, people who are supporting us have it hard because I don't think it is rocket science to support somebody who's bereaved. Like it's really not to just understand, especially to somebody who is close to you, to really get the time to really understand what their needs and wants are. But yeah. there are times where I think, and sometimes I read potentially things online or, or else when I think, oh my God, no one's got a fucking hope in hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of and trying I think, to get through. <laughs> and I think this is what I try to do, I attempt to do in my writing is to maybe give a more detailed view because like you said when you read stuff online of like how to help a friend going through grief or whatever and it will be and it's very very focused on things like it's almost like the first week they're talking about they're saying take them some food because they won't they won't know what to do go and clean their house that kind of stuff yeah and I'm long term yeah yeah I'm finding so it's a couple of weeks now until it will be a year since Greg died yeah I feel like I I was kind of all right back then when Greg Mm. died well obviously I wasn't I was a fucking mess but at the same time I was running on adrenaline and adrenaline will really really get you a long way yeah what I'm finding now at a year is that all that adrenaline's gone yeah. and I'm like, what happens now? Yeah. Oh no. So a really great thing that happened today is that I I spoke to one of my friends who's also a widow actually. Mm. Um, that is the thing about death. You bring other death friends. You, you, <laughs> you make a lot it. of other <laughs> the death friends. All the death friends. Um, and I said to her, God, you know what I'm really fucking struggling with at the moment? I cannot write an invoice. I don't know what to do. I used to run a department in a university before all of this. And now I can't even write a one page document in Word. And she wrote and she built me 
an invoice tracker, an invoice template, and she even made me a little logo um, of my name to put in the corner. She was like, right. And she literally did like a child step-by-step thing of instructions for me. I was like, this is what you need to do. I mean, obviously I still don't even understand it, but... I'm like, this is what I need. Yeah. I need people like a year or and and she's done that because she knows. Me and Greg had like this really like he always called it like a panic wedding or a mouse's wedding of like we just got married in the end when we knew he was gonna die and it was yeah. just immediate family. So we never we never got you know, when people go around I mean, I'm not a materialistic person and actually I don't like loads of shit in my house. Yeah. Uh, I, I must admit, I have walked around John Lewis watching those couples go around with those little guns and like oh. going, we'll have six <laughs> of those wine glasses. We'll have yeah. this, we'll have that. And thought, wow, that looks like a fun game. Yeah, that's and a fun little game there. That's a fun little game. But maybe there's like a grief version of like, yeah. you go on this website and go, I oh, want somebody to come yeah. and clean my bathroom on a Friday yeah. Yeah. for six weeks. Tick. So yeah. someone can go on and go, right. Brilliant. I can do that. I can commit I'm, to that. Yeah, I'm going to get the bleach out. I'm so this around. is a fucking. This is a boss idea. <laughs> this is actually a boss well, idea. I, I think someone else would have to write them because you know when people when you're still in the yeah, frame you, of mind of when you go, no, tell yeah. me, let yeah. me know if you need anything. You know what? What? Yeah. Yeah. What do you do mean? What? I need. I need everything. I need the world yeah. to stop turning yeah. for a minute because I can't. I, I you almost in like a power nothing. of attorney for this yeah so someone okay like right yeah in, in contexts like this you know i've heard of stories of some you know amazing friends that have almost done this together within their own friendship groups of people of going like right guys this has happened to them let's all rally together right and almost do like a rota so they're like monday tuesday you're there wednesday thursday i'm gonna be here and they rotate yeah. and stuff like that so almost having yeah a friend to like do this little web page for them of like right currently in your house so shit out. We need someone yeah. in the kitchen, someone yeah. from the living room, someone from the bathroom. What's your fridge saying? Right, we need to do a food <laughs> shop. Oh my <laughs> Christ, you've got nothing in the fridge. The kids are going hungry. Christ, the dog's yeah. not eating for two days. <laughs> like someone to crisis control. When Greg was diagnosed, when he'd had a really long break off treatment and then he went back on chemo and it was the winter and I was losing the plot. Yeah. And then when he died and it, it was seamless. Yeah. I had food delivered to my door every single day for three months on each of those separate occasions and it wasn't even just food it was like they got me lovely candles Mm -hmm. and they they got toys for the girls and just really lovely things that they knew that I would like as well and and the food and and I think yeah in those instances those first instances where you just don't know how to cook you don't know how to eat you don't know how to buy food yeah it was really useful but Mm. yeah down the line I need someone to come and uh, uh, sort my garden out. Yeah. That be- yeah. Before the winter. People might thinking, oh, you know, you're, you're laughing. Like, so many people say to me, they're like, you laugh so much in your podcast. I'm like, yeah, because grief is fucking funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. people are funny. It and is. we lost are funny as well. So it's, I always always aim to have a good laugh and a giggle on here. But could you tell us a little bit, Stacey, about who it is that we are here to remember oh, yeah. today? Yeah. <laughs> Who is he? Who is he? Yeah. And his name. You've said uh, We're talking the reason I'm here, Amber, on your podcast about grief, and the reason I know you in <laughs> the beginning was because my husband, Greg Gilbert, um, died nearly a year ago of bowel cancer and he was ill for uh, he w- he was diagnosed five years 
previously to that. Mm-hmm. He died just just shy of, of five years. But then what you don't realise when you're hoping to get to this this weird goal in the future is what that five years will look like because it's wonderful that we got that long, that my girls who were very, very young when he was diagnosed, they were uh, one and three when he was diagnosed. So they had those years with him. But the torture, I mean, it's a very, very, very certain type of, it's a very very particular seat in hell to spend five years watching the person you love slowly die. Mm -hmm. I must say that anger has been, well, actually I would say great. Rage, absolute rage has been very, very prevalent in, uh, and I had a huge amount of anger towards Greg during his entire illness, the whole five years. And, and, and actually I think he did towards me as well. Mm -hmm. I think, and again, it's, that is a messy, complicated thing. How on earth could you want to be angry towards yet your love who you've. Yeah. He's dying. He's dying. dying. And you you surely want to be the person who looks after him. And it's like, as you and touch on as well the dynamics we were once yeah a a couple who could but yeah the the dynamics were equal and we were a partnership and now and now now everything's changed everything is on me yeah Yeah. and and that is a thing that is really really not spoken about that that in that that topsy-turvy imbalance Mm -hmm. the anger and i i know that he was angry with me because we were trying to deal with the impossible yeah. Like you still had to get up. You still had to get the kids ready for school. They still had to eat. We still mm-hmm. had to go about our daily life, but all the, at the same time thinking you're going to die. Yeah. And I'm fucking angry about that. And I mm. don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know what to do. And, and I, you know, I, I, I would say that. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. He he didn't deal with it brilliantly sometimes. Mm. I didn't deal with it brilliantly sometimes. And I know, I know for a fact that he had a huge amount of anger towards me sometimes because I definitely didn't, you know, you can't always be that like loving, soothing, understanding rock for someone to take their frustrations out on. And this is what I had to do after Greg died. And I had this so much anger and I mm. spoke to my therapist about it and we we sat together and 
I had to put myself in that position and really think of, yeah. I'm, I'm think to myself, right, I'm going to die. I yeah. need to think about what I'm going to say to my children, what I'm going to do. And it was a pain that yeah. was like nothing I have felt mm-hmm. before. Like I could cry now, even, yeah, and even me think, my, yeah. trying to put myself in that space. And now I think he went through that. Yeah, and and really, it wasn't like he got it to go. Pretend. Oh, oh yeah. God, no, no, yeah, no, no! I, I can't. Of I, it, yeah. I can't. I can't imagine. I don't want to imagine it. He had to go through that, and I think of that now. And I thought, of course, he couldn't tell me. Mm-hmm. Of course, he couldn't think about it. He couldn't speak about it. I think we played our parts quite perfectly in that. Greg <laughs> was the kind of introverted um, artist in that way mm. and I was the kind of manic director of yeah. things and that yeah. those were our roles in in, in life. life and and I think uh I deal with things by becoming like probably quite overbearing a bit shouty a bit loud <laughs> a bit trying to micromanage things and he kind of went in and become very introverted and I yeah and I can look back on those two people now and have so much empathy for both of them yeah god i haven't thought about it like this before yeah and just thinking god you both just tried your best yeah and that is and that has to be enough yeah you can acknowledge that it wasn't what you wanted but knowing that well i oh we have to make do with the shit hands that we've got i know in my end my god my mum wasn't my mum wasn't i think fucking hell is that really how it ended that really yeah. how it all ended oh and i'm quite angry and more angry and, and that of yeah are you joking out of all that that's how that's how she went and that's how it went down and actually going ah, but this is the hand you dealt with and almost then telling myself my at least yeah well at least amber you were there yeah. at the hospital and whether that's giving yourself a bit of toxic positivity or but for me if it makes me helps me get out of bed in the morning especially in those early days if that was the thing that would help me get up brush my teeth brush my hair wash myself I'm gonna fucking tell myself it but there's a duality isn't there there is yeah. the duality like both of those things can exist in exactly the same time I don't think yeah. it is toxic positivity yeah. I think it's that it's just the duality of any situation of it is absolutely shit that your mum yeah. died of a heart attack like, that's just a fact. That will never be any different. Yeah. That, that is just shit. But at the same time, you you got to be there. Yeah. Like, and, you know, you could look at someone who died in a car accident of mm. how, you know, yet like you said, is this how it ends? Yeah. Is this how, you know, just a stupid, stupid yeah. Yeah. mistake, a moment, a moment in time has ended everything. Mm. But then you could think... At least it was quick. At yeah. least, at least that's different. To... You always try and find, a, even if you're not a positive Polly, you will always try and find that teeny little silver lining. So we still find the lack of a better word, but the, we all want hope a little bit in it. As much yeah. as we can be pessimistic, we will all seek for that tiny bit of just hope of something that this wasn't all. This wasn't all in vain. When I think about it in my context of with hope, and when. Mum was in the hospital and the doctor had the, the meeting in the evening and the doctor said, you know, she looks a lot better from what she came in like, but she's not doing great. We'll keep her on life support until next Thursday. So it's just shy of six days and we'll take her off breathing apparatus and see how she gets on. You know, anyway, we can all we can all hope and, and hope for a miracle. 
Oh God! And then, oh. uh, yeah, and then I, I remember there was when he was saying all the kind of the stats and like she looks better, this, this, and that. I was being really pessimistic. I told my, myself my mum was going to die before I even saw her. Saw the state she was yeah. in. She's going to die. That's it. Get used to it. She's gone. And um, then that him go giving me stats and giving me numbers. I was like, okay, this is this is good. And then yeah, we can hope for a miracle. And I don't know. I think when I spoke with my brother, actually, like the, on the last episode um, of season three, he said that actually did give him some hope. For me, it shut down every glimmer of it. Yeah. I, went, <laughs> I went, what do you mean a fucking doctor is hoping for a miracle? Oh, my God. Do you know what? I'm in, I'm in your camp. I'm absolutely in your camp. That's fascinating. It's really interesting to hear that because I feel that that, that kind of divide of information mm. processing maybe yeah. happens like across the board. I think yeah. that very much happened in our camp, which was you people will take whatever they need to out yeah. of the situation. Because, mm. yeah, you saying all of that, my interpretation of that is she's going to die. She's going to die. If, like, if 100%. My, if my doctor, if a doctor is hoping. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping that a miracle is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, she's dead. She's dead. She's, she's dead. dead. She's dead. She's dead. Um, yeah, but I can understand how other people will be Will hear like, that and go, oh, here, yeah. they're, they're keeping her on there for six mm-hmm. days. Six days, she's going to get better. She looks better. Yeah. We're talking about, we're talking, yeah. the word hope is in there and we're talking about miracles. Yeah, yeah. So there is. They've whereas, not given up hope, so I'm not yeah, going to. that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that's to do with people's mindset because i'm most i'm most certainly not a glass half empty person i'm not Neither. a no. i'm not a pessimistic person mm. i don't i'm not i'm not one of those you know that whole pessimistic yeah. a pessimist is never disappointed i'm definitely yeah. not one of those people i very much feel like i can't live in in a or i don't want to live in a deluded state no. No. and i feel like i remember when greg was was diagnosed and all you had to do was read the very first stats of stuff of mm. of things and there were people around me that were talking about when Greg gets better you know when the girls are teenagers mm-hmm. you guys can do this and I was sat there thinking it's torturous yeah. well it, it, it felt like this weird gaslighting <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah that is torturous and it, it's, it's do dangling you, and... do you really believe do you believe this? Is this real? Mm. I don't understand. But then I, then I had to understand that that's very much how it was their coping processes. Yeah, and yeah. and the, that's abs- yeah, that. that's not for me to uh, break, burst the bubble, and yeah, no, absolutely not. But it's a weird place to be. Uh, talking about anger about something mm. that I had before is that I had a lot of anger about other people's denial. Mm. Mm. And, and and again, I feel like it's only since Greg died that I've been able to really understand other people's denial, yeah. because den, um, denial is what a wonderful place to be. <laughs> um, and I wasn't your anger, quite resentment of fuck me. Yeah. I wish I wish I could. I actually. wish I could. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I yeah. That do you know what? That's true. But to move on, so I, I've got so many questions. Oh my god, it's going to be so long. But um, we'll, we'll try to get into. But I remember there were so many things in like our DMs that we were speaking about. We we're like, oh, we have to speak about this. We have to speak about that. This and that. Um, this one, and I know it's something that really never gets kind of brought up. And 
I thought, God, it'd be perfect to speak for you about it. Widow's Fire. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Absolutely knew you were going to say that. And I put Widow's Fire to fuck or not to fuck. That is the question. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, do you know what? I think that other people have this as well. There just yeah. happens to be a term. I've had so many people talk to me about this sex that goes on at funerals. And um, I'm not necessarily, I'm not talking, I'm not talking about like the widow. Yeah, I've, not, I've not, I've not heard. I, I mean, I can't, I don't I mean, know even, even if it was the widow, I mean. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, else, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure it's <laughs> happened, but um Oh although God. although actually to be a widow at, at your partner's funeral is is very much like being at your own wedding I didn't have a big mm. big wedding so I don't know but I yeah. I talked you are the most popular person in the room and everyone yeah. wants to talk to you and I actually had to leave the funeral in the yeah. end I've been there oh god how many hours have we been there maybe 10 hours oh my god and I lost I lost my voice I totally lost yeah. my voice and, and I had to go home but I, I've definitely heard of a lot of other people having sex at uh, at funerals because it is a natural response mm-hmm. to grief and yeah. pain. It's for comfort. Yeah. It's for um, for safety. Yeah. It's the it's the epitome. It's basically the flip side of the same coin that is death mm-hmm. because it's life. Yeah, it is the epitome yeah. of of what life is. That that energy between Mm -hmm. two people and and it makes you feel alive yeah here's my particular problem with the whole thing Mm -hmm. is that i i feel it and i actually felt it before greg died yeah of this probably like a couple of when he was in hospice Mm. it was this fire is the right word it's like this burning intensity I suppose it's to do with distraction. Mm. It's to do with an expenditure of yeah. of energy. Energy, yeah. Of wanting to feel something other than fear. Yeah. Of wanting to feel alive because you actually feel a little bit like you're dying at the same time. Yeah. The problem I have is that I am just this ridiculous <laughs> romantic that yeah. ca- I just can't. <laughs> I can't do it. I yeah. wish... The, I've said this to loads of my friends. I wish that it was like 20 years ago for me. So I'm 42. Mm. I wish it was like 20 years ago for me where you used to have people that you could, um, like, fuck buddies. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where you had friends. Friends of benefits. Friends yeah. of benefits where mm. it would be like you had friends that you might go out, have a night out, and yeah. that it would be like this thing where it didn't. you, you knew it was safe you were comfortable with them. It was a really safe thing. And it yeah. there were no strings and that was great. Yeah. I fi- I don't have anyone like that anymore. I don't have... Like, all my friends are married um, with partners. Yeah. It, there's kids. Like, yeah. there's kids in my house. I, like, <laughs> there's like, kids everywhere. There's fucking kids everywhere. <laughs> and everyone's tired. It's <laughs> really fucking tired. No one's got the energy. No one's got the energy. And... And I and so I'm like, so what? So what's the answer to this? Like, yeah. the answer is actually the vibrator that I bought. Yeah, absolutely. Just, the, just the woman, Greg, the womanizer. Yeah, just before Greg died. However, that's not the same because it no. is about like. But then yeah. you're, but then you're kind of torn. I am unfortunately. Well, 
Unfortunately, in this situation, I am just a ridiculous, hopeless, just romantic person. <laughs> and I, I can't go on Tinder. And yeah, as I, much as you say, like, you are yeah. just looking for that. And that's got, you know, like, to ask where you're at now like, and where you're yeah, thinking. Yeah, I, I can't do it. And it makes me feel, it makes me feel quite like queasy queasy it does it makes me feel quite sick to think about it and like it's such a weird thing it's it's quite compartmentalized in my Mm. head but I just so I I feel quite stuck feel do you know what it feels like Mm. a bit like being a teenage girl yeah (laughs) when you don't have a boyfriend yet yeah and and you're you've got all these feelings and emotions that you're like oh I need to, to get put stuff them, out. Yeah. And I, but I don't have a boyfriend. I yeah. don't have, I don't have, um, and I don't want a boyfriend. Yeah. And that's a part. Yeah. You kind of, then like the thought of like, actually it, a boyfriend goes, oh. Yeah. It's not oh. like I, like, I'm not in a place that I, I don't want that. I like the yeah. thought of like going out on a date and being like, hi. Um, yeah. You know, like that small Getting talk of know, like, yeah. I don't want that. Especially because it's like, oh, Guess what? I talk about my dead husband all the time at this moment. Yeah. At this at this moment in time, yeah. I'm writing a book about it. Yeah, um, I'm just not in that place. But then, but the, but then knowing I, yeah, that this, this like this fire, quite literally. And I think what maybe some people yeah, when they're thinking about I guess yeah, the widow's fire. What my initial thought was yeah, it's just like it's you just wanted to, you're just horny, you wanted to fuck. Yes. But then actually, yes. then, but then it is actually so much more bit, to me hearing you speak. Then that is bigger. Like yeah, you have this emotions these feelings that yeah you did once with somebody that you love and in in kinship and now you're just there with it all again and it has to go somewhere like it's and also I think it's more than just being horny yeah there's (laughs) it's really really complicated Mm. and that's why maybe people don't talk about it because I think it's yeah it's it's really hard to to explain it's really nuanced and complicated, as yeah. with all these all these topics within grief. And also, I think that women get a bad rap if they talk about their own sexuality, sexuality yeah. and just pleasure. Because yeah. it's not because also it's not like you're saying, "Oh, I really I'm looking for a relationship. I really want to be intimate with someone." Yeah, like women are allowed to say they want they just a relationship. Want good, yeah, but but no one, no women are really allowed to say. I definitely don't want a relationship, but I definitely want to have sex. Do you know who puts it so perfect? I mean, we might follow her, Olivia Jordan Cornelius. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah I do. Lovely Olivia. Um, she did a video, I remember quite a while ago. And, and for me, for somebody who has no experience in this depicted what, I, and everyone who I speak with, I try and share it with them. And I say, and she basically, she, she has married and had a little boy, her first boy. And is that is that after a after after, after her, her husband Cameron died. died yeah and um some she must have put a photo of her her husband and and little boy and somebody or her pregnancy actually and someone went at her and was like <laughs> shame on you this is some that basically <laughs> oh yeah, just basically yeah. being like his shame. grave's not even cold and it was like oh my fucking oh, god shame, but then shame she, on you for I know, carrying on shame your on life you for and wanting to be loved yeah. and so um she put a video up and she was basically like going at me a little bit so eloquently as she does i'll send this to you as well and um she was like like you know my husband he's not an ex he's not an ex an ex-boyfriend he's still my husband I've got like two husbands in a way. Um, and she was like, it's, um, it's what she say. It's not happily ever after it's happiness after. Oh yeah. And I went, whoo. I was like, Oh, I was like, yeah. Cause 
it's not the happily ever after. It's not that you weren't in happily ever after before, potentially, and that it was a nightmare. It was meant to be happily ever after, but this is happiness after. But do, do you know what gets to me about things like that? All the people that ever comment mm. on anything like that about anybody's life is says it from the the comfort of their own intact yeah. home and yeah. family mm-hmm. and have literally no toe uh in the waters of grief no. No. i read um i saw an article about um steve bland getting married again yes yeah um wedding and oh, yeah, and i be, saw that article just, yeah i just saw fucking, that yeah. Be, do you know what who looks How, resembling like his his oh, wife oh pricks evil what evil. absolute pricks and it's again it's like that we're, like, we're like gossiping on this. I love this. We're no, like, I know. I know. We're like rallying is... everyone like, fuck the Daily Mail. <laughs> fuck them all. Have you noticed that this is basically just our DMs? I know it is. This is basically just us talking to each other in our DMs. Um, yeah, like going like going at the women. Go, yeah. You know, bringing up a picture of um, Rachel to be yeah. like, oh, don't they look similar? Fuck off. Yeah. Like you... And all of these people are doing this with love, yeah. for love, with real really big and deep battle scars yeah that they're taking through this but they're choosing love yeah and you're going at them i've got zero time for it but to end i want to ask a random question to see what oh. you think of just of what's a tv show or film that you think depicts widowhood bang on if there is one do you know what i haven't actually explored widowhood in films mm. and i th- i think that's really or, or famous I can tell you one that I didn't like. Oh, uh, yeah, go for it, yeah. <laughs> um, I really didn't enjoy um, Ricky Gervais's depiction of becoming a widower in Afterlife. Okay, okay. Why? Wow, that's very the, interesting. Um, and I do get a bit, part of it, I, uh, I feel like, because it's the only thing on big tv yes. about grief if like it had a lot of weight to it and now everyone's watching oh this is what it's really like and i was like yeah <laughs> yeah i think that i didn't like it because i felt it definitely depicted one side of grief mm-hmm. i think it um depicted the kind of i think what he did well was that mindless element to it yeah. of, there's a lot of scenes where he's just kind of staring into space yeah. or he's sitting at his desk staring into space or sat yeah. on his sofa staring into space i think that that was um that was depicted very well but i yeah. think what i found when i watched it was that um it the it lacked the multitude it focused mm. very very much on sadness yeah yeah. A little bit on anger, that kind mm. of retaliation, like um, when they go to that yoga class and <laughs> he is so angry with the noises that he just yeah. calls him a cunt in front, yeah. like, in front of the whole class. Off. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> like that kind of inability to cope with stuff. Yeah. I, but it was so focused on sadness. And I, I thought that... And yeah, he probably could. Yeah, they couldn't cover everything, and it was just from that particular character's point yeah. of view. But for me, I I saw, I didn't see the the reaction, the reactionary mm. nature, the manic nature, mm. the fun 
the the laughing yeah. the 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 increased well you would see the laughter joy. and then it would be like drop yeah um, i thought like, in the recent season they would have gone more a little bit into like living alongside and i think the last season i was a bit disappointed yeah i mm. i enjoyed i enjoyed it because yeah. i definitely i definitely enjoyed <laughs> i definitely enjoyed um seeing somebody depict something yeah. and and you really understanding it and going yeah. oh yeah uh, nodding yeah. yeah 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 i understand yeah. um but I, I suppose that's why and i suppose that's why i write and this is probably why you do this podcast yeah is is we need all these different facets of mm-hmm. a, a topic that isn't talked about yeah. and all of all of our experiences are different mm-hmm. and i suppose the more voices there are that explore these very different facets the better and it will make because i'm sure some people would have watched that and felt thought oh wow that is that's an absolute depiction of how yeah. i feel that's exactly how i feel mm-hmm. um yeah so i suppose the more voices so have, the yeah, better absolutely the more we keep talking the more having and, and not having the one size fits all because then when people do you know people yeah, listen to my podcast or read anything go oh that's not a bit like me but then they they know there's multiple other options as well so having options we've come we are coming from such a long way of where there are just one size fits all and if it doesn't suit you you're the problem yeah. um it's not it's like okay that doesn't work or that doesn't resonate here is a bunch of other and it's um it's a sad reality though that there are so many people out here doing that work but also great that people have the options now because when I think back six years ago my gosh it was nothing really like this and it's it's wonderful to see so many people in their own pain and I really you spoke on the whole pain into purpose stuff but if, if if they feel compelled to to want to create something out of this tragedy that they've been through and if you don't that's absolutely fine yeah as well. of course of <laughs> absolutely course. fine <laughs> of course and I suppose yeah I I yeah actually maybe I need to rethink my example because you're right about I suppose my my very natural way of dealing with things has been I suppose is pain into purpose I felt very strongly very organically without having to yeah. to kind of convince myself of yeah it, yeah that I that writing was what I wanted to do I wanted to advocate for people but that's not and so I think that's why I didn't see myself in Ricky Gervais's character but Mm. actually there's nothing wrong like actually if you can do nothing with it of course and be okay with that yeah yeah. I I, I think I used to before uh, probably even in the early days of grief gang be like yeah this is turning my pain into purpose and maybe semi pity people who didn't but then actually go in ah you know what if that's absolutely fine with you it's why why must we and it all feeds back into again another top random of like productivity and hustle culture of we must oh. make something out of everything and actually yes. some things yeah. can just be put down like not everything that's everything has to be monetized everything has to be like made into a hobby and everything has to be sometimes sometimes a tragedy is just a tragedy I, yeah and nothing I totally like, great agree. has to come out of it or like try and search for that silver lining sometimes really fucking shit things happen and you can't then go and create like a really wonderful book out of it or a podcast or or a fucking workshop series out of it sometimes it's <laughs> fucking shit <laughs> yes yeah absolutely and i i would i i would really hate to think that um you know, yeah, I, I think this is quite prevalent in the cancer community. Like, you know, when mm. you see people like raising thousands of pounds or mm. doing marathons and things and other people are going, 
what the fuck? Yeah. Like I can't get out of bed. Should I be doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Like the thought of other people looking on going, how do you do that? Like I I hate that thought. Or feeling is like, because they're not like, what does that, their grief then mean for their person? That's where, that's where a lot of times more pain into purpose projects, whatever may happen is because potentially the thought of not doing it might be a a depiction of um, people might think, well, they clearly don't really like care or miss their person that much because they're not going out and doing loads of fundraising for the charity that they were in, under hospice of. And it's like, yeah. oh my God, like you can honour and respect your person in whatever way to you. Like yeah. you don't have to go and run like fucking 30 kilometres, whatever yeah. it is, to go and do it. It is okay. And that sounds so hypocritical for me. When I've spoken about it, I've always been quite careful of how I word it because people looking in might think, well, that's exactly what you've done, Amber. You've created a podcast and turned your pain into purpose I'm like yeah it has and it did and it was my get up and go but my god it's been my thing that's debilitated me some days I think oh fuck me it would be nice and then so but then I look at the people I just think they just keep themselves to themselves and but it's it's all the perspective has changed and I would never ever yeah um judge anybody who who just wants to sit with their grief maybe personally internally not everything is um has to be for in vain yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Oh well, Stacy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I mean, I had no doubt that we would actually have a laugh and a giggle <laughs> and just put all the world's wrongs to rights. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. yeah. Obviously, it's what we do. This is literally our DMs, just in podcast. Form. It is. It is literally our the, our conversations and DMs. Absolutely. <laughs> and I've managed. So, so I've got a notepad next to me. So I've got yeah. a new business idea. Yeah. Which is oh great. <laughs> <clears throat> that's good. that I'll be working on that I've got yeah. a list of things to watch yeah and and then and articles to read I need articles to read so yeah I'm yeah. busy, We're busy, of, busy. I, I, I've got an invoice that I've got to learn yeah, how, and how to write <laughs> god it never stops it never stops it never stops well thank you so much Stacey and Grief Gang oh, thank Amber, you thank so you. much Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. I hope listening to Stacey, her story, her wisdom has left you with something to think about. You can find Stacey on Instagram under Stacey underscore heal. So that is H-E-A-L-E. If you've also uh, lost a partner, I highly recommend checking out these accounts as they, to me, do such great work in supporting fellow widows. They are at Widows Lost and Found, at Karen Sutton Widow Coach, at Widowed and Young, at The Positive Widow, and a personal fave, a lovely friend of mine, at Olivia.Jordan.Cornelius. I will put them all in the footnotes of this episode if you like what the hell am I how do you spell that how you you know I can't understand you um I'll put them all in the footnotes um so for now big love and I will see you next week Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
for full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.